0: I'm so glad this segment is back. It is a popular one. Have you had a dodgy operation over summer? Did something go wrong while you were in hospital? It was only on Friday, in fact, that the Royal Adelaide Hospital lost power for 15 minutes while patients were being operated on. Maybe something similar has happened to you and you're unsure. You want some answers. Well, you're in the right place. We're talking legal matters in our segment today. It is a popular one and our legal matters segment will be this time every Tuesday. So if you've got a legal question, now is the time to give us a call. 131873 is my number. And as always, we've got a $100 Westfield voucher to give away to the caller who asked the best question in our Legal Matters segment. And Turner Freeman Lawyers, they do provide a range of specialised legal services, including compensation and negligence law, asbestos litigation, superannuation and disability claims, employment law, wills and estates, property law. They're over legal matters. Bit large or small, and Sally Gleeson is a partner in the Turner-Freeman Sydney office. She specialises in medical negligence litigation and she's here with us in the studio. Sally, hello. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that there is a big response to this segment, so I'm really pleased that we can continue it into 2020 with a new look show. And it is really good that we can discuss medical negligence because it is one of those fields that... People have got lots of questions and it seems to be a, a com-
1: much more common than you think. Much more common, uh, very complex and misunderstood often. Um, uh, medical negligence is uh, thought to be one thing when in fact it's a combination of things. Mm. It's a multi-tiered area of law. It's not enough that someone makes a mistake or a medical professional or a doctor makes a mistake. It's much more involved than that. So my job as a lawyer is to look at the case, investigate the case and ascertain whether there's anything I can do for the family. So the the instance that I mentioned in the intro
0: about at the Adelaide Hospital where the power going out for 15 minutes, if something went wrong, could that then be basis for a a case to be brought forward?
1: Something went wrong and what went wrong had an impact on someone on a permanent basis. So it's not enough that something went wrong. Um, assuming that the hospital is at fault, what you have to look deeper and dig deeper and you have to see what impact that has on people and potentially on the patients who are at the hospital. And if it caused someone something that otherwise would have been avoidable, that leaves that person with a permanent disfigurement, scar, injury, then that can be explored. But the mere fact that something went wrong is not in, in itself sufficient. There's got to be more than that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as, as a lawyer... Um, I know it's hard uh, for uh, people who come to me to understand that because it seems obvious. Something went wrong and therefore why am I not entitled to compensation? Why are they not liable? So as I said... Uh, the job of a lawyer, the job of an efficient lawyer is to dig deeper and do the right thing by the family so as not to lead them up the garden mm. path, so as to explain the law, communicate the law to them and explain to them precisely what the rights and entitlements are.
0: Which is so good that you're here today to answer some of our calls. John is with us first up on the Central Coast with a good question. John, what do you want to ask Sally?
2: Hi, how are you going? Hi, John. I've uh, just, just got a question about um, seeing a doctor and basically getting given the wrong diagnosis, say about 10 weeks earlier. And then finding out you've got myeloma, because basically my boss—that's um, what happened to him—and he went in there, and the guy said he's a referral for a chiropractor, and then ten weeks later went to another doctor, and he said, oh, "I can't keep doing this," and um, yeah, he found myeloma, and he was admitted to hospital straight away.
0: It's a very stark, so, different,
1: starkly different diagnosis, isn't it? Yeah. Go to a chiropractor versus you've got cancer the thanks john for asking the question the essence of what i was saying before is really key to that Um, 10 weeks um, delay in a diagnosis that otherwise should have been made that much earlier. We need to show that had the diagnosis been made earlier, your boss's outcome would have been significantly different. So it really is very much dependent. If he now has received the right treatment and he's on the road to recovery, and really there hasn't been any significant impact on him, then there probably isn't a case. But uh, if we investigate and if we Uh, 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 through our investigations ascertained that through earlier intervention he would have been much less worse off than he is now, then there's definitely something there. So it's really something that I'd need to talk to him about and investigate
2: for sure, because he ended up breaking bones while in hospital
1: as yes, well. Mm, yes, and of, it, so. and, the, and of course the key, Deborah was saying, the key to this is early diagnosis with cancer. It's all about early diagnosis um, because the treatment is very different the later you leave it. So it's something that I'm definitely happy to look into. All right, good on you, John. We'll
0: get the details there. We might be able to help you out. 131873 if you have a question for Sally. Free legal advice for you here with a $100 gift voucher up for grabs for the best caller as well. Rachel, what's your question for Sally? Hello, Rachel. You there, Rochelle? Are you there? Am I saying that incorrectly, Rochelle?
3: Hi. How you going? Hi, my Rochelle. Name's Rochelle. Sorry,
0: got That's your name wrong. all right.
3: Wrong there. How are you? Good. 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 Um, I had. Um, I got diagnosed with cancer, um, rectal cancer, and I had my operation, and they put a stoma bag on me. Um. She admitted once the surgery was done that the stoma wasn't a very good um, hole to put the bag on and there was a lot of trouble with the bag. And anyway, um, they sent me home after it was all complete and taught me the stoma bag and all that. And then um, I was in a lot of pain. So I admitted myself into hospital and said, because it was all down my back and my stomach and it was all red. Mm. And the um, I actually had community nurses come out later and they said to me, you need to go by ambulance to the hospital. And I go, what's wrong? And, the, and anyway, she put it up on her account. And so after then, I admitted myself, you know, and they didn't really do anything for that week. And what and was the upshot,
0: kept... Rochelle? What, what actually happened? We've got a number of calls who want, who want to ask questions too, but uh, sorry to rush you, but what was the upshot?
3: Um, the upshot was that uh, they released me without doing much, and I ended up with a 20 centimetre, 26 centimetre cut by a nine centimetre deep cut. The porthole had um, busted and all the faeces ran into my stomach and killed all my skin.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Would, would Rochelle have a, a case to answer here, Sally? Rochelle, have they since um, uh, fixed that and, and rectified it and done the right thing by you?
3: Um, the cut is still very very painful and she told me to go on i'll be fine i wear a nappy every day of my life
0: yep so it does have ongoing um, impacts yeah.
3: I, and i've moved on to a different surgeon and he told me that I, uh, one of my colons is gone and I didn't even get told that.
1: Mm. Okay, Rochelle. So uh, I'm very sorry to hear about what's happened to you. We have to isolate um, uh, what the cancer would have done anyway. The fact that you probably would have needed the stoma from the stoma not being done properly and not the technique of the stoma being put in not being adequate. So... I'm, I'm happy to explore that with you further, uh, but uh, it, we have to isolate what they did wrong to what you would have had to had to have anyway. So it's something that I'm happy to discuss with you further. All right, Rochelle, thank you for the call.
0: This is a good question that we've got from Joe as well in Cabramatta today. Hi, Joe.
4: Hi, Don. How are you? Good. So I got to out of an ambulance chair, you know, the New South Wales ambulance.
1: Mm.
4: They dropped me out of their little chair and um, my back's been sore ever since. I just want to know what I've got to do about it.
1: When did this happen, Joe? It's Sally here. When did this happen?
4: Um, oh, about the twentieth of the hour, last month.
1: Okay. Um, so they came to your home. Is that what happened?
4: Uh, yeah, the ambulance came to my house. Okay. Because you
1: you called the ambulance, or someone called the ambulance?
4: Yeah, no, I called the ambulance because so I couldn't breathe.
1: Okay. And how did they and drop you husband, out of the chair?
4: Well, they pushed me from my house to the to the ambulance for the machine to have the ventilator.
1: Yeah. And the young guy wouldn't bring it up to
4: the house, so. He took me down to the chair and it's pushed on the grass to kick me right back on the hill.
1: Okay, and he dropped me
4: right out the chair.
1: And um, have you seen your GP about it? Have you had some tests done I've on your back? I've
4: seen GPs. I've had X-rays done on my back. Yep. Um, There's mild um, protrusion there on the disc. Okay and I just don't know what to do, darling.
1: Okay, so this is something that we can explore. Um, if, uh, I mean, dropping you out of the chair uh, with, when an ambulance is escorting you to the ambulance is something that, um, you know, shouldn't really happen. Uh, it's yeah. preventable, it's avoidable through the exercises. Yeah, well, was, of
4: course, that many times I used to bring the oxygen inside the house, but this time this guy wanted me to go to the ambulance.
1: I understand. So you've got a protrusion on your disc. Um, yeah. Uh, we need to get some reports, and we need to have a look and see what can be done about it. All right, we'll oh, get some,
4: phone number yet?
0: We'll, we'll get it offline, Joe, and uh, we'll put you on hold, and and we'll get your details to Sally, and she'll look into that a bit further for you. It is a good question, though, Sally, because it's one of those things that obviously you're seeking medical urgent help. And where does the responsibility lie for those people in the initial stage before you even get to the hospital? That's
1: right. It's a balancing act. So I get a lot of inquiries about this particular thing um, and people falling out of chairs in hospitals, wheelchairs, people being wheeled to the bathroom in hospitals or people being told you shouldn't really walk but asking those people to walk, for example, to the bathroom.
0: So would the hospitals have built into their liability laws, coverage of that? Absolutely. And ambulances too? Absolutely.
1: The moment you're under the uh, care of a medical professional whether that be a public hospital, private, a private doctor, um, then they have a a duty and obligation to take care of you and they've got to uphold a certain standard of care. And if they hurt you in circumstances where they should have done more, then that's obviously covered by their insurance. Okay, you might have a question for Sally. Give us a call now, 131873. This is a popular
0: segment. It always runs out of time. It's great to have Legal Matters back for 2020. We'll take more of your calls right after this. Great to have you with me on this Tuesday afternoon, coming up to 10 to 2 to 1 in Queensland. We're talking legal matters with Sally Gleeson from Turner Freeman Lawyers, specifically medical negligence. And Gary's on the line in Little Bay with an interesting question for you, Sally. Hi, Gary.
2: Hi, Dad. How are you going?
0: I'm well, thanks.
2: Um, yes, uh, Sally, I had um, a workers' comp issue back in 2000. Yep. Um, I I sort of balked at the idea of having surgery. So two thousand. Five. I was told I must have surgery.
1: Yes.
2: Uh, I had the surgery uh, a month later. The surgeon got busted for cocaine use. Um, he's still working, actually. Up. at uh, uh, I won't say the hospital. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, um, but uh, so as as a result from that, he cut through the arachnoid of my spinal cord. My
1: goodness. My goodness. I'm sorry to hear that. And so- he was deregistered. Mm. All right. Uh, well,
2: well, you no, know, he was suspended, yeah. and uh, then he was subjected to urine sampling, a uh, drug testing, for a number of years, and now I believe he's um, he's, he's supposed to be clean at the moment. But heaven knows, that oh, that's um, an interesting
0: result, one. Whether or not, yeah, what happened as a, as a result, Gary?
2: Uh, well, I've had as a result for the being cut, you know, the mm. actinoid being cut. Um, I've got diabetes, bad arthritis. I have uh, immunoglobin infusion every month. I have... uh, So ongoing health
0: issues. I think that sounds
1: like an interesting case, Sally. He'd have to have something... to to go to court with, wouldn't he? Uh, Gary, is the workers' comp insurer taking care of you? Are they paying for your treatment? Yes. Okay, excellent. Yes,
2: they are. They're wonderful. Okay,
1: so if there is a medical negligence case, your workers' comp rights remain ongoing. It doesn't in any way cut you off or extinguish your benefits. The beauty Mm. about exploring a medical negligence case is that it can be explored, and if nothing comes of it, then your workers' compensation rights continue. It's an interesting one. I I, I need to look at the operation records um, and find out exactly what happened during the surgery, uh, whether he was under the influence at the time, or whether it well, was—that's
2: that's the million-dollar question. Nobody yeah. knows. But Absolutely, a month yeah. later, he got he got done. But I was his first patient on a Monday morning, yep. six a.m.
1: It matters little whether he was or wasn't because if he was negligent, then that's the case. So uh, negligence in itself is doing the operation incorrectly, applying the wrong surgical technique and not applying the correct standards of care. So I need to have a look at the operation records. I need to speak to uh, an orthopedic expert and uh, we can figure out whether there's a case I can help you with. But in the meantime, luckily the workers' compensation insurer is taking care of you. Alright, well we'll try and get your details Gary I think you might have something to follow up there with Sally Thank
0: you for that. An interesting one too which I'd be interested to find out the answer from Cynthia who's in Sydney. Hi Cynthia Hi. What's your question?
5: Oh my question is uh, I have um, a dentist didn't tell me that um, uh, metal or they found it out that uh, allegedly it's a dental drill bar and then left went into my uh, right lung but it can't be uh, it's very invasive to be to have an operation but my question is uh, how long say it was found in 2017 but uh, actually it happened in 2016 because every year I had um, MRI and it's only in 2017 that it was found out so anyway
1: Okay, so. Uh,
5: my question is how long uh, can I put in a complaint about the medical okay, negligence? So you've
1: got, uh, it's not a, a, a limitation date as it used to be. The law became more relaxed in December 2002. So in the All past, right. it was three years from the date of your injury, and now it's changed. It's three years from when you discovered that you may have a case. So in okay. your case, it's not when you found out, it's a, a few factors. It's when you discovered that you may have a case. And then we look at what action you took when you discovered that you had a case. Mm -hmm. So you still might be within time. Uh, It's not all hope is gone. You still might be within time. Okay. And another time-related question from Val in Narelland too. Hi, Val. Hi there. How are you?
5: Hi, Val. Hi. Um, I would, had an accident, I fell down one stair in my home at um, December 07 and went ta- got the ambulance, went to hospital, they x-rayed it, they told me I had a bad sprain and sent me home with tablets, it wrapped it up, sent me home with tablets. And I was in so much pain, we went back again. That was on a Saturday. Went back again on the Sunday in another ambulance. They x-rayed again, told me again it was a bad sprain. A doctor looked at it, said, just go to your local GP on the Monday. Well, on the Monday, I was in excruciating pain. So I worked for a doctor, a specialist. So I went to another specialist that I knew in the same hospital who was an orthopedic chap and he did an MRI on it, and I'd smash my heel bone and put the leg bone through it. Oh, my goodness. And it was he, broken. He then. was astounded. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, he, a prime example of missing a diagnosis. So uh, so I, if that happened back in 2007, is she still got a time frame to be able to
0: make a case? Yeah, I make mean, when did you,
1: when did you um, find out, um, Val, that uh, someone might have made a mistake? Did you know immediately back in 2007 that they missed it, and did it occur to you that they missed it?
5: Yeah, 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 but okay. I was, I was just on painkillers and yeah. that much pain for, you know, six
0: months. Yeah. I-
1: yeah, so she did know. So, so th- that's a prime example of why, even if you're not sure, you should speak to a lawyer. It's really, really important. It happened, you know, almost 13 years ago, 12 years ago, and unfortunately, the law's not on your side. You might be out of time, but that's a prime example where, even if you're not sure, even if you have no mm. idea, just ring someone and have a chat.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Have we got a? a have you got a winner that you could pick from our calls today? <laughs> what do you think? Putting on
0: the spot there, Sally. We've got uh, our $100 Westfield voucher to give away to the caller. Uh, well, I think John. All right, that's who I prefer. <laughs> okay, we'll give that to John. We'll get John's details, and uh, and that was the question about the cancer. Yes, his boss had been told he's got cancer. Very was brave. Sent to a chiropractor yeah. yep. initially, and then found out that the diagnosis was much worse. Yeah. Thank you for coming in, Sally. And Thank you, again, Deborah. we we did run out of time. I predicted we would, but um, if you do want to readdress this, we will be doing it every Tuesday with Turner Freeman Lawyers. Your free legal advice, and we'll talk with Sally again soon with regards to medical negligence specifically. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Sally Gleeson there from Turner Freeman Lawyers. And they do really take up your cases for you. If you want to get in, in touch with Sally or any of the other lawyers, Turner Freeman, 13 And you can visit turnerfreeman.com.au for all of your legal advice.